His whole family had risen up in dismay. Leave Brazil? What about the business? How can you leave all this for some crumbling house in some obscure place like England that's lost its empire and traded itself down to a third-world country? You must be mad. Brazil's where it's all happening. You can't leave us. But he had, saying, I should at least give it a go. See what it's like. He was so wrapped in his thoughts, he didn't notice that Alice was on her way home now, and was walking straight towards him, her lovely sweet face alight with pleasure at seeing him so unexpectedly. Alice confidently placed her hand in his, and tiptoed to kiss him, the fragrant, gentle, undemanding brush of her lips against his stirred him as always. His hand slipped around her shoulders, and they stood embracing in the cool shade of the oak, illicit, though it may be, neither could resist. "'You didn't see me?' "'So deep in thought,' Alice said. "'I'm doing a recital for the students. Just been to confirm everything.' Johnny tenderly stroked her face, following the line of her nose, her cheek, her jaw, and wondered in amazement how someone so beautiful could choose him as the light of her life. Um, No, Uh, yes, I was deep in thought. Love you. Alice smiled up at him and straightened his hair where it had been blown awry by the wind, admired his adorable smile, and wished, how she wished, if you were free. Johnny got no further, because it was futile to do so. He trod that path so often, dreamt about it, wallowed in the joy of what would never be. Got to go. I have a pupil coming shortly. Be seeing you. Johnny bent his head and kissed her, gripping her to him as though their parting would be too hard to bear. Alice pulled herself away, hating their parting as much as he, and dashed for home. Home where she would find Marcus in his attic writing. Marcus! She'd loved him since the day they'd met at university, except now, with their plan still on the back burner after twelve years of marriage, and, realistically, likely to be forever shelved, the glow had gone. Marcus still loved her, and never seemed to notice she acted differently. She recollected how they'd had to give up on having babies, give up on Marcus having success one day. Perhaps next year this latest manuscript would be the one that finally made it. They both pretended to everyone what a brilliant writer he was, that one day a publisher would recognise the merits of his work enough to buy it. Alice felt the burden of being the only wage-earner. Their food their clothes, their daily living expenses, all depended on her music and the interest on the capital her parents had left to her. And there were days when all inspiration left her, and she hadn't the heart to open up the piano, play an instrument, neither sing nor teach, not anything at all. Then Johnny had arrived in the village, and her whole world had changed overnight, She met him for the first time one evening when she and Marcus had gone to the pub. It was a cold, dark, miserable night, 
if she hadn't been so bored by the thought of yet another evening reading through what Marcus had written during the day, and worse, giving her opinion on it, she would never have bothered to persuade Marcus to go. The bar was busy for a Monday, and Alice's attention was immediately taken by the crowd clustered round a new face. They were all laughing and talking and admiring the man, and she could see why. This new face had a certain grace, which she found attractive. She liked the short, spiky, blonde hair, the long, prominent nose that gave him a curiously puckish look. His eyes were not blue, as one would have expected with such fair hair, but very dark brown with a permanent twinkle, as though he found life perpetually exciting. Who was he? Harriet called across. Alice? Marcus? Come and meet our new neighbour. Marcus trailed behind her.